Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded live. Thank you so much for joining us this evening on Love Culture Church presents the booth call. We are now transitioning into classes. Um, this is our third week under the topic of types of prayer. Uh, the first week, we went over the prayer of faith, the prayer of agreement, the prayer of request or supplication, and we went over also the prayer of thanksgiving. The prayer of faith we came out of James 5 and 15. The prayer of faith simply implies that you believe God will do what you ask of him. The prayer of agreement, also known as corporate prayer, is when you um, all come together and you believe together, touching and agreeing that um, whatever the prayer is that went forth will um, will come to pass because you touched and agreed. Um, we went over the prayer of request, also known as the prayer of supplication. Oh, first we went um, from the corporate prayer. We came out of Acts 1 and 14 and Acts 2 and 42. Um, prayer of request or supplication. We came out of Philippians 4 and 6. Um, we basically um, were implying that with the prayer of request that you ask God for what you need instead of worrying. Um, and we went also over a prayer of thanksgiving coming out of Philippians 4 and 5, which basically implied that you are being grateful. Um, then week two, we went over a prayer of intercession, where you pray for others. You also intercept any attacks that may come upon others. You are basically the extension cord to get them to the socket when they can't get plugged in. Um, we came out of 1 Timothy 2 and 1 and John 17. We also went over prayer of imprecation, where you invoke and agree, and also agree with God's judgment on the wicked. You seek God's judgment for the righteous. We came out of Psalm 7, Psalm 55, Psalm 69, and Matthew 5, verses 44 through 48. Um, so the prayer imprecation, we um, said that it's a fine line between wanting God's judgment to be invoked and wanting revenge in your flesh. So be mindful that when you are making this prayer, you're not coming from a fleshly place, but you are basically saying, God, but you said X, Y, and Z. And um, make certain that you, when you're correcting, you are doing it in love. Um, and uh, with the prayer in the session, we was basically uh, going over the fact that when you pray for others, when you're praying for others, it's simply um, an opportunity for you to stand in the gap for anything that may try to come upon them, also for you to get to a place where they feel as though they can't reach through prayer. It doesn't mean that they can't pray. It just simply means that you are um, praying on their behalf. Okay. So this week we're going to be talking about two more types of prayer, and then we're going to close out the class for types of prayer. 
and um, I'm going to allow those that did come on the line tonight to do their assignment, which was uh, go through John 17, read that passage, and let me know something out of that passage that will allot you to uh, apply that to intercession, okay? Give me one moment. Okay, let's go ahead into prayer, and then we're going to go over the last two parts of this class. This is a wonderful class. I really enjoyed it. So let's go ahead and pray. Father God, we seek your face. Father God, we elevate, Father God, everything about you, Father God. We magnify your name. We lift you up, Father God. You're faithful, you're loving, you're kind, you're tenderhearted, oh God. And we give you glory for being just an amazing Father, oh God. We ask that you forgive us of all of our sins, things we may have said, don't even thought that are not like you, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God. And Father God, I declare and I decree right now, Father God, that, Father God, you have your way in this class on tonight, Father God. Let us, Father God, retain, Father God, your word that we may not sin against you, God. Let us, Father God, be able to apply your word to our life as well as speak life unto others, Father God. Let us be a learned, Father God. You said those that have an ear, let them hear. God, let us hear. Let us incline our ears to your mouth, Father God, that we may hear, Father God, the message that you're trying to give us, Father God, to help us grow, Father God, for you say your people perish. Due to a lack of knowledge, oh God. So, Father God, we're seeking your knowledge. Give us knowledge that we've never had, wisdom that we've never had. In the name of Jesus, Father God, we thank you and bless you and give you glory, Holy Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So, we're going to go over first the prayer, the prayer of worship. Prayer of worship. Yes, you can have a prayer of worship. It's similar to thanksgiving, but it focuses directly on who God is. So you can actually go into prayer and just say, God, I give you glory. You're such a mighty father. You basically are going into worship, and you're praying just simply telling God who he is, nothing else. You're not asking him for anything. You're not thanking him for the stuff that he's done for you necessarily, but you're just saying, God, this is who you are to me. And you basically magnify him and glorify him through who he is. And I'm just going to go over the scripture, go over the scripture with that. And our scripture for um, worship, the type of prayer of worship, is Acts 13, and we're going over verses 2 and 3. So Acts 13, verses 2 through 3, and it simply says this, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then, having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. So let me just break that down to you in the New Living Translation version. It says, One day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. So what is implying to me is that when you go into worship and you honor God for who he is, that's when God actually is moved to stand. God actually starts doing some things. 
So it said they were worshiping him and fasting, and the Holy Spirit began to speak what needs to be done. He started giving order and giving direction um, just because they were simply worshiping. It's not stating here that they said, oh, let me go see what the, what the Lord wants me to do. Or they don't say anything like, well, let me go ask God about doing this. They just simply went into worship, and God gave them a direction on what they needed to do next. Okay, so that's what happens when we go into worship. It moves God to stand. It causes him to say, you know what, my daughter is calling on me. She needs me. And because we're giving him the glory and we're putting ourselves to the side and we're just simply giving him honor, it moves God to stand. Um, the other type of prayer, and this is the end of the class. I had a great time on this class. The next um, type of prayer is the prayer of consecration. And this was a little tricky because a lot of times people go through things and they say, I'm just going to be by myself. I don't want to deal with anybody. I'm going to go hear from the Lord myself, which is a great thing to want to hear from the Lord yourself sometimes. You got to have that one-on-one with him. But sometimes people get the two mixed up. Consecration and isolation are two different things. I'm going to say that again. Consecration and isolation are two separate things. They're two different entities. Isolation just means you're just by yourself, and it actually is an opportunity for the enemy to come and minister to you. It's the same thing that happened um, while Adam and Eve were in the garden because they were not doing what God told them to do. They weren't in consecration. They weren't setting themselves apart to be holy because that's what consecration is. It gave the enemy an opportunity to come in and make, make a mess of some things. And so when we do that, and we imply that, you know, we're good, we all right, we just want to be by ourselves, and we walk away from um, the the timing that we can actually have with God, we can put in work with him. We are just isolating ourselves from everything. We're not setting ourselves apart because we want to be made holy. We're setting ourselves apart because we just want to be by ourselves. And so um, when you're in consecration, you're setting yourself apart to be holding. You're, you're spending that one-on-one time with God, letting God pour into you. You're pouring yourself out to him. He's pouring himself into you. Glory to God. And when you are in consecration, when you go into consecration prayer, you're seeking God's will. God, what is it that you want from me? What shall I render unto you? God, what direction should I go in, Father God? I need your order. I need to know what you want of me. What should I put down? What should I pick up? Which way should I go? What should I stop doing? What should I continue to be? What should I start doing? Like you just start seeking the Lord for direction so that you could be used for his good pleasure because you are a vessel that may be willing, but it doesn't mean that you're able. You need God to make you able. So our scripture for the prayer of consecration is Matthew 26 and 39, which simply says this, going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it be possible, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. So I actually learned a little bit about this um, the other day when I was in a prophetic insight class. Actually, I think that was yesterday. And one of the things that the, um, the prophet that was teaching the class said, like people think that Jesus was saying, I don't want to get on the cross. But he's saying it was several different cups. Um, that God was going to pour out, and one of them was God's wrath. And Jesus was saying, like, Lord, do you have to pour your wrath on them? You know, is there another way um, to pour, you know, for your, um, for you to, you know, discipline them? Do you have to pour your wrath out? Not this cup, God. 
But he said, but if that's what you want, then that's just what it is. And a lot of times we try to impose our will onto God. That is not that is not holy. That is not you being a consecrated place. That is you being in your flesh. Um, if you try to impose your will onto God's will, tell God this is what I feel as though it should be, or God, I'm looking for you to do it this way. And what we do is instead of being creating God's image, we start trying to create God and what our image is, what we think God should look like or sound like. Okay, so that's why consecration, time alone with God, being in his word, praying, laying on your face before him is so important because it gives you an opportunity to get direction and for you to walk in his will. Like we pray, God, like I just want to be in your will. I just want to do, you know, do it your way. That is you looking to be set apart, to be holy. You're seeking something from God because you want to be pure. You want to walk in his will and his way. Um, And so that is how the prayer of consecration work okay so um jocelyn i know you're on the line not sure if you did have an opportunity to do your homework if you were able to do your homework um do you have it with you right now if you want to share if not we can go ahead and pick it up next week um yeah i have it i have it um memorized basically um but i got out the the passage with it Jesus knew that his time was coming, but yet he still prayed for everybody. I'm sorry, I can barely hear you. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that um, he prayed for everybody, even though, as they say, like, you know, your time is near, he still did his father's work. Um, and that's the thing that we, as not as Christians, but also as humans, that we have to put ourselves to the side mm-hmm. and just start praying on people, even if, you know, they said, um, especially for your enemy, you know, because you, you might save their life one day with your prayer. That's right. Yep. Yeah, when you're so, praying, you got to learn how to pray, pray selfish, selflessly. Right. There's nothing wrong with praying, you know, for whatever you're going through, your situation, all that. There's nothing wrong with that. But when we pray selflessly, we put others before us, God is impressed with that. Not that we have to impress him, but what it does is it shows us that it shows him that we are putting others before ourselves, that we are humbling ourselves because we're putting their matters above our own concerns. Mm-hmm. And I just had this conversation earlier with um with somebody is I was she was saying about humbleness. I said that's one of the biggest words that us as humans do not understand. That's right. You know, that we have to humble ourselves. You know, regardless of the situation, you still have to become humble. You absolutely you know, are they, right. They say, you know, you gotta eat that humble pie, you gotta fill up off of it. <laughs> You're never lying about that. And the thing of it is people don't realize that humbleness comes from the word humility. Sometimes mm-hmm. we have to be in a humiliated state to realize mm-hmm. that we ain't better than everybody else. Sometimes God has to humble us by humiliating us and put you mm-hmm. on front street, like, like, reminding you, like, your stuff stinks too. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, and it's a, a scripture that says, Humble yourselves that you may be exalted, but if you exalt yourself, you will be humble. God will humble you. 
He will humble you. You don't want that. That don't feel good at all, not even a little bit. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. So we're going to go ahead and conclude the class. Thank you so much for sharing your assignment um, on here. I'm going to also have um, what I'm going to have you guys do is send me um, other topics that you all are interested in. And based on those topics that you all send in, I will be able to generate a focus, a more, you know, I want it to be more of the basic stuff that you guys have, still have questions about in your walk. And we're going to revisit that from the bottom to the top so you can know all the ins and outs about whatever that topic is that you question, okay? So um, okay. when you get an opportunity, you can send me over some topics that you want to say, at least the top three. And um, we'll take it from there, okay? Okay. All right, let's pray out. Father God, we give you glory and we give you honor. Thank you for another opportunity to learn your words, to learn your way and your will for our life. God, we give you glory. We give you honor. We magnify you, Father God. We love on you, oh God. Father God, for there's none like you, Father God. And at the end of the day, Lord God, we just want to please you, oh God. So we thank you for this opportunity to learn. We did have an ear to hear. Now we know, Father God, more about praying to worship you, and praying to be consecrated for you. And we give you glory and honor even now. In the matches and mighty name of Jesus, Father God, cover those that listen to this call and that are on this call live, Lord God. And, Father God, let the shalom of God take over, Father God, and be peace upon their mind, heart, and spirit even now in Jesus' name. We give you glory and honor once more, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It doesn't matter what's happening to you or around you. Continue to believe love. We will resume Boost Call. We are not going to have Boost Call for Christmas Day uh, for the sake of just trying to, um, not that, you know, we'll just another time for another day, but just for the sake of um, people having the opportunity to spend time with their families, uh, we will resume our classes on New Year's Day. So I will talk to you all then. In the meantime, I will do pop-up classes, which is open to all. Okay? All right. All right. Thank you so much, and have a blessed evening. You too. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.